0: The opinions expressed on The Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute
1: for personal, professional legal advice. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are The Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going
2: through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off-limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between
1: Welcome back, Go Country 105. I'm Sam McBride. I'm here with my favorite blonde, Kristen Holstrom, and we are the custody queens. We're so excited for today's episode. It is all about when to call it quits. Now, knowing when to leave your job or the party is also important, but today we're going to stick to family law issues and relationships in general.
2: And today we have back with us Laura Rhodes Levin, a licensed therapist who specializes in the evaluation and treatment of anxiety, depression, and trauma. Laura is the founder of the Missing Peace Center for Anxiety. Thanks for joining us again, Laura. It is my pleasure. Thank you for having me back. We absolutely loved having you on our last show that we just had to bring you back
1: again. If you want to remind us, Laura, a little bit about your center, uh, that would be great. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, So we specialize
0: in anxiety, depression and trauma. And what I tell people is even though I think I'm a good therapist, all of our therapists are good. It takes more than flour to make cake. So we treat your trauma head to toe. We're going to do massage. We're going to do aromatherapy. We're going to work with the brain with neurofeedback, art therapy, We've got so many modalities like salt rooms, et cetera, that help you reduce your trauma, your depression, your anxiety, so that
2: you can go on and live a normal life. That's awesome. It's really wonderful. And like we said last time, that this show hits the home to so many people, because you don't have to be going through a divorce. You don't have to be going through a custody case or a family law issue. Depression, anxiety, and trauma it hits a lot of us and almost every single person is dealing with something related to one of those issues. Absolutely. So I love shows like this because we get to help people, all of you listening out there, and you can relay this information to someone that
1: may be in need. And it shows the other side of the family law realm that Kristen and I deal with every day. We handle what goes on in the courtroom and the filing of your motions and trying to get you to a final resolution, but this sort of seeks to identify and hopefully give some people some more education regarding the other very real issues that coincide with family law. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree.
0: You file motions, I file emotions. Exactly. I love <laughs> that. I love, that.
1: I I love, love it. That. All right, well, before we get into our episode today, we do have a question from one of our listeners, Richard. Thank you for writing in. So I'm going to go ahead and say what the question is and and we'll analyze it. Okay. So from Richard, Hey, I have a question. My wife is threatening me that she will leave the country while being pregnant with my baby. Can she do that? Help. I don't know what to do. Well, Sam, I'll let you start. I'm, I'm asking and answering the question. (laughs) (laughs) so you know this is a very tough situation for anyone to be in i'm sure it's it's equally tough for both parties and we hear it a lot from a you know human being perspective there's probably some very real conversations that need to be had with mom in general but from a family law perspective the family law court's not going to have any jurisdiction which is a short way of saying ability to make an order over a party to keep someone in a particular place when a child isn't yet born.
2: Yeah, and we have a lot of people that ask these questions and you know write to us on social media. And it's really hard when the woman is pregnant and sometimes, you know, you, you find out at 12 weeks that the baby's coming and it can be a really long six, seven months. Or sometimes you find out, you know, two weeks before the baby's going to be born. So obviously, I think it's important to talk to an attorney as early as you find out or as, as early as you are aware that the baby is coming to have a plan in place. And we can kind of help you with what happens next after the baby's born. But it's really, really it, It's tough because, like Sam said, the court doesn't have jurisdiction to make orders over that child until the child is born.
1: Yeah, and they may make some other orders. There may be some parentage action that is filed or some orders for testing at a certain point, you know, once the child is actually born. But you're not going to really be able to tell a mother, hey, you cannot leave the state at this point.
2: Yeah. And you know, whether or not we agree with it as humans, you know, every situation is different. So I can't speak across the board to every you know, fact pattern that is similar. And that's why it's important to call an attorney and discuss your specific facts. But it's really important to have a plan in place. You know, what is your timeline? When is the baby going to be born? You should obviously have your motion filed and ready to go as soon as that baby is born. But this is also a really good time to reach out to a therapist, deal with your personal issues that you're going through, and also try to work
1: on your relationship with the other parent before the baby comes. Because at the end of the day, it's coming. And then kind of on the opposite side of that, once a child is born, there are things that you can do, right? So you can serve standard family law restraining orders which are encompassed in your moving paperwork which seek to prevent either party from leaving if we're talking about California which Kristen and I are the state of California unless you have a court order or written agreement of the parties that doesn't mean that you can never leave the state of California with your child it just means that you need to go through the appropriate processes before you can do so so there are things that can be done and if you have any questions regarding you know basically before a child is born, all the way up into through having children, needing orders, or trying to come to an agreement, an amicable agreement outside of court, give us a call.
2: Yeah, and we're always here to answer more questions for when that baby is born. But I hope that everybody can work on that process and call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. And thanks, Richard, for your question. I think that was a, a great one. Yeah. And for everyone else listening, we love your questions. Get them to us. Go through custodyqueens.com website. You can also go through Facebook and Instagram and DM us. I responded to quite a few people in the last couple weeks that were DMing questions and I uh, wanted to know certain things, whether it was legal or not, a legal question that is,
1: (laughs) but we love them. Keep them coming. All right, so let's get into it. Let's go into our segment with Laura, when to know to call it quits. And when we're referring
2: to calling it quits, are we talking about our job? Are we talking about our relationship? What are we talking about? Well, if it's marriage, I was thinking after the first date,
0: (laughs) if (laughs) you stop it before it happens. Run. Um, are we speaking specifically about marriage? We are. That's what yeah. I, that's what I thought. It's such a difficult question and I really like what you said about how every single case is so different. It's, it's hard to speak in such general terms about such a, a mega question. But I think there's an interesting process that happens internally. I feel like there's a gut feeling that's involved. And I once heard somebody say, The only time we're ever really in pain is between the time our gut tells us to do something and the time we actually do it. Having said that, I always encourage my clients not to react emotionally because you could feel one way one day and and one way the next. So this is a very thoughtful process. You, You entered into a lifetime agreement with this person And it's not something that should be taken lightly, it's something that really needs to be thought about emotionally, mentally, so many ramifications.
2: I love that you said uh, that you shouldn't be reactionary or, or shouldn't emotionally react because I know that myself, I can do that sometimes and I have really worked on that this year of not being as emotional to certain issues in my life. And I can tell you, it is something that I have to do daily. And it's kind of like when you have, you know, the angel on one side and the devil on the other. That's literally kind of sometimes when I'm like, what would the old Kristen do? It would be very emotional and very reactive. And now I kind of process it and then speak. And you're right. Good for you. reaction would be totally different every day if I didn't continue instilling this habit in myself every single day. So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with.
1: Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772.
2: Okay, Laura, when someone is considering whether or not they should stay or leave, and obviously this is going to be dependent on everybody's facts and whether kids are involved, but when they start assessing or analyzing their situation, what does that person generally, what should they look at?
0: Levels of of contentment and and joy of life i remember when with my first marriage um and i'm happily married now number two but with my first marriage i was so afraid to make that decision my mother's been married five times so i would write in my date book at the end of every night leave or stay and i kind of did like a three four month survey with myself to see, are there more leaves or are there more stays? And there, there were a lot of leaves, <laughs> a lot of, I think there was like two S's. And so that's how I made my decision is, you know, looking at something over long-term, because you're talking about life. So
1: right. you've got a
0: little time to make a decision, unless harm is involved. Right.
1: There's always going to be those exceptions.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when
2: you have an issue involving a safety, a potential or an actual safety concern with a child or you have domestic violence, do you think that those are two issues where somebody should leave? I I don't like speaking in absolutes,
0: but yeah. if, If someone's in harm, if your life is in danger or you're being physically abused and They've actually done studies to show that emotional abuse can be even more detrimental than physical abuse. It's sometimes harder
1: to identify.
0: Yes, yes. And interestingly enough, the psyche is so strange. They're the hardest marriages to leave because there is a Stockholm Syndrome, for, for those who don't know what that is, it's sort of falling in love with your captor. And most often in an abusive relationship, your partner has demoralized you so much into believing you couldn't do better than this, or that they would hurt you if they ever left. Right. And so, those are the hardest relationships. You'd think would be like, oh, he hit me, I'm out, or she, you know, cut me with a bottle, I'm, I'm gone. But it's, um, it's the hardest ones to do. But it's the, they're the most important to get help, keep your child safe, keep yourself safe, and
1: and move I would say forward. too. There's something to be said about making sure that you keep an open line of communication with whether it's friends, a therapist, and just have, have outside sources because I, I feel like in situations like that, what Kristen and I often see is that individuals have become incredibly isolated.
0: I call it your personal board of directors. My family knew my marriage was bad way before I did. Usually, family and friends have a good idea of what it is that's gonna be good for you and if you and as you said if your family and friends have been completely isolated already that's a really good signal that I'm I'm on an island with not the right
2: right yeah when people call Sam and I they sometimes people are looking for advice from us on whether or not they should end their marriage, and I am not a therapist, and I don't feel that I am the best person to make that decision. I always tell the person I'm talking to is, I can help you if and when you make that decision, right. and I'm not advising you one way or the other, but only you can make that decision of, it's time for me to leave, I'm gonna leave now, I'm gonna leave in a year from now, or I'm gonna really put in the work and, and try to make it work, and it's salvageable. but that should be done with a licensed professional.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, if someone calls in and they're kind of trying to figure out, hey, is it time to call it quits or not? Kristen and I can certainly answer questions for you so that you understand the unknown and, what the divorce process would look like or the separation process and, you know, how the law would relate to your specific facts. But if you're calling in, that's probably a, a pretty good indication that you need to take some time to process. That may not mean that you are going to ultimately end your marriage, but it, it probably, to me, is always a good indication that you should be really thinking through things like this. And, and just as Laura said, having some sort of kind of way to track that i think is great when you're putting down leave or stay and it doesn't have to be that specifically but i think that that's a great way to really conceptualize such a long-term decision
0: and understanding that in in a lifetime you're going to grow you're going to change and often what changes is love language and sometimes we They didn't even speak their love languages to begin with a lot of couples will say we have a communication issue and I'll say no you don't (laughs) if you need her to pass that cup you could say pass the cup and she will but it's about emotional safety it's about really being able to be emotionally naked in front of the person that you're with and having that kind of intimacy to say My goals have changed, my needs have changed, my desires have changed. How can we make that work together? Or in terms of love languages, you may have someone who loves receiving gifts. So she buys her partner a gift constantly. And I'm sorry if I'm speaking male, female terms. I understand this is all interchangeable. Um, So she's always buying him presents and he never buys her anything because his love language is quality time. So he's always looking to spend time with her, and she's off buying gifts, and they both feel so unloved. Right. But if they communicate, he can figure out, oh, she wants presents. That's how she's going to feel good. And she can say, he wants quality time. I'm going to make time to spend with him. Right. Mm -hmm. And now it works.
2: Yeah, it's pretty it,
0: simple in those terms, but you, you no, know, that's I, the basic.
2: I, I think it's awesome because I've been married for you know almost 13 years and I've been with my husband for 17 years, something like that. And we both have grown individually with our careers and having three kids in seven years that obviously oh. mixes it up. Three beautiful kids, <laughs> thank you. But I can say personally that I have change from the person that I was when I got married to who I am now, I am a completely different person. And him and I have really made it, we have put our, you know, we've made a big effort this past year to get back our communication. And we've been going through this process of really trying to communicate, you know, these are my needs, these are my goals, and we're trying to get on the same page. And we have a really good relationship, but we're very different people. And when you have kids and you throw kids in the mix, it's, easier for, it's easy for us as adults to lose our identity. Right. And you lose your identity
0: as a couple because you used to be, it's just the two of us and you're number one and now somebody else is number one. Uh, but it's important to remember, even with kids, your kids are gonna grow up and move on, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, your jobs are gonna change relatives are going to pass away. It really is just the two of you when it's the end of the day. And so it's so important to keep that relationship healthy, respectful, loving, and and laughing. You got to laugh.
2: I agree. Laughter is such a good cure to everything. I try not to take myself too seriously and Me too. You, You have to because you know what? There's so much in this world and in your career and being a parent that can bring you down. It's good to have some laughter my
1: laugh's a little more of a cackle but Sam's is <laughs> so loud like
2: I can hear her with my door <laughs> shut and my Alexa on and it's usually over an email or you know it, my
1: voice carries <laughs> is uh, under oh
2: Sam's back from court you know but it, it but I laugh when I hear her laugh because laughter is contagious
1: it's funny though uh kind of as a sidebar, my family is all just as loud, if not louder than me, so we're always just, anytime you have like a friend over or something, they're like, why are you guys screaming at each other? We're like, we're not, but we're just so loud.
2: Yeah, and Sam's pretty <laughs> loud on a regular level, so when she's laughing, but it it's just awesome because I literally will be in my, in my office and probably doing something not very entertaining and I hear that and it totally changes my <laughs> attitude because I stop and I listen and I'm like, wow, that really made Sam laugh. And when you're working with a couple, even a couple that's divorcing and calling it quits,
0: if you can find that stream of laughter, those defense mechanisms go down, and it's so much easier to find common ground.
1: Yeah. yeah. I will say, too, when I'm kind of thinking about when to call it quits, I, I think it's really important to check in with, you know, your your spouse in a way. If they have just completely checked out of the relationship, I feel that you are just going to emotionally drain yourself. I mean, you can't carry everything for both parties if someone is just checked out i think that's something to really heavily consider yeah
2: no i agree i agree because if if the other person is completely checked out to the point where there's no coming back you really need to get therapy for yourself to be able to figure out how to move emotionally through that process
0: yeah my my husband and i call it rowing the boat we think of life as a double kayak and if if only one of you is rowing the other one gets exhausted Yeah, and maybe it's time for a single kayak. Maybe it's time (laughs) to just talk about. I love kayaking. Hey, let's row on the right. You row on the left.
2: We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it
1: comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrup. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case.
2: So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. So... When someone else is calling you, say that's in a relationship, you know, maybe a marriage where they've just grown apart mm-hmm. um, and they have kids and, you know, it, there's no domestic violence per se. There's no safety issues. Kind of walk us through, you know, the advice or the therapy that you would recommend for that type of person.
0: Absolutely. The first thing I want to do with the uh, my patients is or clients is help them get through the pain. Even if there's a friendly separation, there's pain that needs to be processed. And again, once you, and and really helping each of them to take accountability for their own part in something. Because often when, when couples are fighting, not literally, but there's an emotional punch and then there's another emotional punch and they're both sitting there going, how could you have punched me? When the real approach is, I'm so sorry, I punched you, and I'm so sorry I punched you. Nursing the wounds, I'm so sorry I asked you to leave your career. I had no idea the impact it had on you. Taking responsibility for their part in the falling apart of the marriage so that there is a friendship, a bond, an understanding, and then you can create a way to go separate ways that's amicable you can see each other in the market and not break out into a cold sweat and run down the (laughs) soup aisle. You know, really try and make it as civil as possible. Because at one point, this was a person you were going to spend forever with. And we're all just people. There's no bad guys. Even, Even in domestic violence situations, something happened to this person who's being violent. And they're meeting their needs really tragically. But Ultimately, we're hoping that there's good people at the core, and that's how you wanna move forward as best as possible.
2: Yeah, I agree. I I think that, like you said, processing these issues before you start going through a family law litigation case, and you don't always have the, uh, the choice of when this is gonna happen, but I think getting to that level of peace and calmness before the litigation starts makes the process so much easier.
1: I couldn't agree with you more, and I mean, Divorce is very tough and you know Kristen and I are here to help you through that process so that you can work on the emotional stuff and and the day-to-day of your lives. You don't want to necessarily have to worry about what am I going to say in court? You know, that's for us to do. But I think Kristen brings up a great point because at the end of the day, if you're not emotionally ready for what's to come, I think it's just going to put you into a a worse space. So if you have the opportunity to really process it, I think we recommend it. And you don't always. There may be a child custody issue that is pressing or a dire safety Concern that cannot wait and so we're certainly not telling you to wait in those circumstances, but uh, it's it's something to definitely think about And I'm
0: a big uh, uh, Proponent of taking care of yourself, but for the love of the universe where kids are involved I have never seen divorce being so contentious as it is today I mean my parents were not fond of each other, but It was never a question of who was going to get the kid, and I feel like kids are are so being used as pawns, As as weapons, and that is so unfair, it's so selfish. And so for yourself, for your own peace of mind, and for your children, work it out. Whatever it is, there's a solution that you can somehow get along.
1: Yeah, and I, I absolutely agree and that kind of goes back to processing before filing. Part of processing is understanding what a new normal would be for your family and what kind of a parenting plan would allow you know, a, a child to grow up in two healthy, happy households. Can I ask
0: you a question? Sure. No. So, <laughs> um, say the divorce has happened mm-hmm. and they come to therapy afterwards because it's never too late can they then come back to you as lawyers cuz i it feels like going through that whole court system on their own and say look we're we're getting along in a much better fashion can we redo the custody agreement absolutely.
1: yes absolutely so Um, There's certain times in your family law matter that you may come to orders. Those may be orders for custody because you came to an agreement. They may be orders because you went to trial or they may be more temporary orders because you need an emergency order or something like that. But the court is going to continue to have the ability to make orders over your children until your children are the age of majority, 18. So at any point thereafter, if you as parents decide, no, this is a better agreement, Barring some safety concern that the court's aware of, if you say, hey, you know, we initially had this order where, you know, dad has Monday through Friday, but now we believe that a week on week off is a little better because, you know, our children are getting older, we're getting along, we're sharing holidays, etc. The court's going to allow you to change that order. We just need to put it into A written agreement, file it, and then that would be the new order of the court. Yeah, so it it can be an
0: ongoing process in a way. You do the divorce, but you continually work on the relationship. And 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 it often is.
2: It often is. A lot of cases that we get at the initial onset are just like you've described. You know, they're toxic, there's potential safety concerns, there's jealousy, there's infidelity, there's, you know, new new third parties involved in the relationship. And at that state, the court is is trying to make orders that are in the best interest of the children, but doesn't know a whole lot of, you know, what's going on. And through each transition and phase, somebody may move closer, somebody may move farther, job careers change, all of those factors. But if you have two people after a divorce that have an agreement to change, they can execute that agreement in a stipulation and order. And the court almost always will sign off on their
1: agreement. People grow through right. life and things change. Right. And it makes sense even if parties always agreed because your children are gonna age, right? So a you know, two-year-old is not going to have the same type of parenting plan or parenting needs as a 15-year-old or a 14-year-old, it's gonna change. So I think it's always appropriate to update the court order.
2: All right guys, Uh, we only have time for one quick question from our CQ book for Laura. We don't have time to do Sam and I for today, but I'm gonna do this one really quick so that we can squeeze it in because she was so good at the last one that I feel like we just have to. I'll do my best. (laughs) All right, Uh, who texts you the most and why? Oh gosh, I'll get in so much trouble for this. (laughs) I love the answers that start with that. Uh, I think my
0: sister. Because she has these just ongoing thoughts, and once she texts one text, it's like, oh, another thought, another thought, another thought, and I can count on a series of texts until she's obviously been distracted by something else. That's
2: awesome. And then
0: the phone goes quiet. It's like I, a text I, movie. I, yeah. And I then she says, friends. "Why didn't
2: you respond to my text?" I'm like, "Which one?" I have a job. <laughs> I work. I can't work. keep I, up. Okay, I have a couple friends. Like before, I can even respond to one. I got twelve.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, the group chat. Yeah, oh, everyone's going. On. Don't do the group. <laughs> chat. All right,
2: girls, ladies, it is time to wrap up today's show. I want to thank everyone for listening with us, all of our Go Country family. This was a great show, and we hope that you guys enjoyed another episode with Laura as much as we did.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Laura. How do we get a hold of you?
2: Um, you can reach me at
0: the Missing Piece, and that's spelled like Peace of Mind, P-E-A-C-E,
2: uh, Center for Anxiety in Agora Hills.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks for having me.
2: Thanks for joining us this Saturday and every Saturday on Go Country 105. For anyone listening that has questions or just wants to chat with us, call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's
1: 1-800-419-7772. And you can also check out our social media We have personal social media accounts. Kristen is at Custody Queen Kristen. I'm at Samantha McBride. You can also check out Custody Queens. Custodyqueensonair.com is going to have all of our past episodes. You can check us out on YouTube and you can give us a call at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. And And remember, remember, let love love rule. rule. Aww. Love in between you can count on us with yeah. you can count on us We're
0: the custody queens. The opinions expressed on the custody Queen show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional
1: legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.